0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE. Three, two, one. Let's
1: okay. go. What's Hot in the Strip Clubs? Your hosts, the 2016 and 2017 recipients of the Exotic
2: Dancer Publications DJ of the Year Award, Danny Myers and Alan Fong. Hey, we've got another episode of Behind the Curtain. This is a What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon. Podcast Network. I'm Danny Myers. Uh, Alon Fong and I do this this particular series separately, so no Alon on this one. Uh, and if you have caught any of my previous uh, interviews, you know that I have been talking to a lot of the Exotic Dancer Invitational contestants, and I'll tell you what that is. Exotic Dancer Invitational is a showgirl competition put on by Exotic Dancer Publications. And um, I've been talking to the contestants and this is like the best of the best show girls all brought together and put in one place. So today I am going to talk to Farley Lynn. Hello, Farley. Hello. Good to have you on here. Now you're going to be competing um, in the Starlet division, which is uh, the newcomer division in Huntsville at the Pony Clubs. And uh, those dates are May 24th, 25th and 26th. So are you excited about that?
0: Absolutely. Uh, and thanks for having me on today.
2: Oh, no problem. My my first question, the name Farley Lynn. Uh, I have never heard the name Farley, first of all, but it does kind of remind me of Harley Quinn. Is that where
0: it came from? Oh my gosh. I didn't even realize. I mean, I guess I realized that those rhymed if I'd thought about it, but no, that's not why (laughs) that's actually what's on my birth certificate. (laughs) Unlike many in the feature industry, those are actually my names.
2: Wow. That is very cool. And where are you from?
0: (laughs) I was born in Florida and I grew up in Florida and Georgia.
2: Okay. And where are you now?
0: I'm right back where I started in Orlando, Florida. So, ah. I've lived a whole bunch of other places, and decided that I liked it here the best after all of that. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. And um, how did you get into uh, dancing? Uh, basically, uh, I'm going to talk to you first about uh, about being a house girl, and then we'll get into the featuring later. But
0: how did you uh, get into dancing? Uh, you mean just at the? How did I become a house girl yeah. many years ago? <laughs> Um, that's a that's a funny question. So when I moved back home, and I'll sort of put that in quotation marks to Orlando. Um I I had gone to high school and college in Georgia. And so, you know, moving back here, I didn't really have an adult friend network. Um, I, you know, had some family, but I didn't really have any local friends. And I was like, well, where am I gonna meet? I wanna meet some weird people. Like I don't <laughs> want all these. <laughs> I don't want to meet boring people. I want to meet some weirdos, man. Yeah. So, like, where do I think they're gonna be? And you know, I looked up a couple of things, tried a couple of meetup groups, and then I I saw something pop up about pole dancing, and I went, you know what? Bingo! That's where I'm going. And um, so I kind of latched on at a uh, at a studio, and um, I ended up building a dance floor, and then being like, oh my god, this is so much more fun than my regular job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, uh, but I kept needing to buy products to build this dance floor. You need, you know, wood and laminate and all these things. And I was like, I need another job. Mm-hmm. And well, I've got all these pole skills. Uh, you know, I'm as, as my understanding was at that time, you know, that had something to do with it, which as many will tell you um, <laughs> may or may not be the case yeah. once you actually start uh, being a house girl. So, um, but I'm a great salesperson as well. So I figured it out pretty quick. And then I decided that I really liked all of that, you know, dancing and making things and being creative and working with my body way more than I liked sitting in an office. And I literally just walked in and quit one day. <laughs> ah. Uh, I mean, I gave notice, but I I just woke up one morning and I was like, you know, excuse my French, but fuck this. Yep. I'm going, I'm going over here now. So that's, that's how it all got started. Yeah. And then you decided to take things to the next level
2: and uh, start doing the competition, the featuring competition. Uh, What made you decide to do that?
0: Well, as with anything that starts out exciting, um, if you don't, you know, infuse it with some type of joy along the way, it's going to get boring or it's going to get, you know, just repetitive. And I, you know, when it start, when that starts to happen, I, I, I lose interest and I was losing a lot of interest in, in house dancing. Uh, it was very repetitive. It wasn't, wasn't really a whole lot required of me. And I, I was like all right well i'm either gonna find some other way to challenge myself and keep enjoying this life or i'm gonna find something else to do um you know because i like to have a couple of different things going on that's just how i am Mm -hmm. and uh i found i found nia honestly met her and was like i want to do that like this this girl's awesome. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get into that? And, she
2: is, uh, uh, she is talking about Nia Nebula, by the way, who is also a, uh, a competition competitor. And we're going to talk a little bit more about Nia here in just a little bit. I'm, I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that good part for a little bit. So you guys hang tight because we're going to get into the juice here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I first met you, or the only time I actually officially met you was at Michael's men's club at the stripper olympics down there and you were one of the competitors there was that your first competition or have you done other competitions aside from that
0: um that was my first stripper olympics that one was a lot of fun but um prior to that i had also competed in miss nude world twice and edi once and then a year or two before that uh pole dance competition at grandview live in daytona beach where i started out as a house girl
2: ah nice now i was flipping through the internet the other day i can't remember where i was but i saw um a picture of you uh not wearing any clothes whatsoever but somebody put little scrib squibbly things you know squibbly things over your nipples to cover that uh do you know what picture i'm talking about i think so <laughs> what was that from that photo shoot from
0: Um, that one was recent. I don't get a whole lot of, um, like natural photo shoot inspiration, but, um, that one kind of came to me and I, I, uh, put it together in about a week or two and, it's easy to put together a photo shoot when there's uh the costume is only two items and they both go over your nipples so (laughs) i guess it it wasn't that much putting together (laughs) but yeah that one was a lot of fun yeah was that
2: was that learning
0: a lot about posing and makeup (laughs) but uh we'll get there
2: (laughs) was was that on um exotic dancer publications site that i saw that picture
0: that may have been yeah either that or um uh the ed expo
2: ah Gotcha. That was, my,
0: that was my hey, I'm coming to the expo promo pick.
2: <laughs> okay. Now let's get into uh performing a little bit. When you're on stage and other than making money, what is your favorite thing to do on stage?
0: This is gonna sound kind of strange, but I like to make people laugh or smile. Yeah. And I think that's that's one of those things that really, you know, when you're doing a feature performance, part of it is. Um, kind of circus and amazing and part of it is kind of erotic and unexpected and I think finding seeing how everybody puts those two elements together as a feature is really really cool and I really um, I think one of the most erotic things is being able to share laughter with someone and so if I can get hmm. if I can entertain somebody in that way I think that's um, that's really special and it's often unexpected so yeah
2: nice well we are part of the pantheon podcast network with what's hot in the strip clubs and that is a music-based um platform podcast platform so we like to talk about music and um do you think that the music that you perform to when you're on stage the music that you perform to do you think that makes a difference
1: hello pantheon podcast listeners christian swain here to tell you more about my experience with raycon earbuds Go to PantheonPodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit that button to be entered to win.
2: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
1: And guess what, Rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it. And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
2: In the amount of money that you make?
0: Yeah, for sure. In the money that I make, yeah. It makes a difference in a lot of ways, and definitely uh, money is... It is or can be one of them for sure mm-hmm. yeah um i think that you do better when you perform the music you like so you should pick things that you like you know obviously they need to go with your theme and kind of go with your whole show but um i have a i have weird taste i like edm and i like country music and so you're you'll often hear those elements in my shows although yeah. I will say for the upcoming EDI, this will be one of the first shows where there's no country music involved. So ah. that would be new for me. <laughs> okay,
2: well, let's talk a little EDM because that's you say those three letters and, and I get excited because that's my favorite, right? <laughs> um, do you have favorite EDM artists or songs?
0: Yeah, um, I find myself always really like turning up the radio and drawn to it when Cascade comes on. And I mm-hmm. only know that because I have XM and it tells me who's playing. And so when I'm like, oh, this is a great tune, and I noticed that name a lot. So um, definitely into that one. Um, there's a lot of sort of down tempo remixes that I think are really good. And for the life of me, I I couldn't remember like any of those artists right now but i'm like humming the tunes as Mm -hmm. i'm like doing my dishes and driving my car and all these things so um yeah
2: and what about the countryside how long do we have (laughs) name me uh name five country artists that you really like
0: Um, I'm a classics girl. And I also like songwriter country. Um, Dolly Parton's at the top of the list for me, although I don't know that her music really belongs in any of my feature shows right now, but there's time yet. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. fear not everyone. (laughs) It may happen. (laughs) Um, so Dolly, I love, um, Morgan Wallen is a really good one, and he has a couple of tunes that sort of marry the country and EDM worlds Mm -hmm. that um, he's collaborated with other artists on, and I always really enjoy those. The one with I like "Florida Georgia Line" Mm because I'm a basic bitch like that. Um, (laughs) um, And the Judds can't do can't talk about country without the Judds, and then. Chris Young has a couple of like really sexy songs that I know were always on my house girl playlist for any club that would entertain my country music requests. Some of them will not, as you know, and that is mm-hmm. a big no no. <laughs> you play country, you can get fired. <laughs> not me. But, uh, anyway,
2: <laughs> not good. I like working a little country, and but I'm on. I I'm in an too. open format. For the right match. crowd, it's perfect, sure. and
0: it will make that money, like you talk about. Mm-hmm. So,
2: <laughs> well, you we're talking about performing to music that you like. Uh, So I'm going to ask you a quick question. Uh, Has a DJ ever played a song and when you're on stage and you're going, what the did he just,
0: (laughs) but you, I mean, has that ever happened to you on a stage? Oh my gosh. You know what? It's happened to me twice with the same song. That's so funny. I, did you read my mind and bring this up? It's like one of my favorite performer songs. This was like my first year, maybe even my first few months as a house girl. And I'm, I walk on the stage and in Daytona Beach, a lot of times you'll share the stage with many other girls, but if it's not that busy, you're up there by yourself. And um, for whatever reason, I had been called with a bunch of other dancers, none of whom actually materialized on stage, probably because they were in the back. And you know, if that comes up, they just call more people. But for the moment, I'm by myself and I'm like, got a little bit of deer in headlights going on and I hear, uh, that song Cotton Eye Joe by Rednecks <laughs> from the 90s. And I'm like looking in the DJ, was like, what did I do to you, man? Like, I, I why would you, you do that to me? You. What am I supposed to do now? Oh my <laughs> so God. Maybe you could play a sample of it when you like produce this and it and you, um, you know, are playing the podcast just so people really get the feeling of what I'm talking about and how hilarious that would be if you're trying to be sexy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I'd been forgotten in I'd been married long time ago. Where did you come
0: from? Where did you go? Where
2: did you come from, Katnajo? I'd been I'd been married long time ago.
0: Where did you come from? Where did you go?
2: Where did you come from, Katnajo?
0: And then many years later someone else played it when I gave him my notes, uh, a DJ that said, "Hey, uh, what do you like to dance to?" And I said, "Well, country and EDM." And I've learned that I need to stay country. Or EDM because he played that song and he was so proud of himself. He was like, "I found it! Uh, I found a country and EDM song!" Aren't you excited? I'm oh. like, I'm just laughing at that point in time. I'm like, you know what? I actually do have experience with this, so um, we're gonna do crowd interaction for yeah. that one. <laughs> and you know what? I I actually think I made about fifty bucks on that stage set just from interacting with people and and uh, forcing them to stay up and keep me company during the duration of the
2: gotcha. Um, love child. I think of all of the artists that you named, I think probably the worst song to play for an entertainer, but one of my favorite, most beautiful songs by Florida Georgia Line was Black Tears.
0: Ooh, I'm going to have to look that one up. I I don't know that I know that one.
2: It was not originally done by them. It was originally done by somebody else, but they did a a cover of it, Black Tears, and it's about about an entertainer and she's crying because her mascara is running down. And it's a very, very sad but beautiful song. You don't want to perform to it on it. No,
0: it doesn't sound no, like
2: it. No, <laughs> no. But but it is a beautiful song. So check that out. I tell you what, we are here with Farley Lynn. Uh, she is one of the competitors at the EDI, and we're going to come back and talk to you about. Well, let's see. We promised we'd talk about Neonebula. Nebula, and uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get some. We're going to get to the real story here, and we're going to do I love that. It. And we're going to do that next. Hey, welcome back to Behind the Curtain of What's Hot in the Strip Clubs podcast on Pantheon Podcast Network. I am here with Farley Lynn. She is competing at the EDIs, that's Exotic Dancer Invitationals. She'll be at the uh, East uh, EDI East, which is the Pony Clubs, May 24th, 25th, 26th in Huntsville, Alabama. And if you want to see that whole list of all the uh, competitors, that's at theedis.com, T-H-E-D-I-S.com. com. Okay. So, um, I'm going to save the Nia story. Hold on. Tell me about uh, <laughs> make him wait a little. Yeah, longer. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, you. We were talking before we started recording about HPS, one of your uh, businesses that you have going on. Because you are not only an entertainer, you're a businesswoman. So tell me about HPS and give your company a little plug here.
0: Oh, I love it! Thanks. Um, yes, HPS um, originally Home pole Studios. We make home studios, props, and stages, so things that a lot of feature entertainers might find pretty useful, and um, so that includes panels for floors and stages, that includes acrylic work for large props, and also some 3D printing, which is super fun, so all of that's kind of um, evolved over time. Um, We've also done things such as custom storage solutions for studios in the past, and um really anything that is niche dance and performer related um we're kind of the the go-to for if you need something strange built <laughs> mm-hmm. talk to us and we probably can figure out a way
2: okay i have two ideas for you but i'm not going to say them on the show because i don't want anybody else to steal them <laughs> but i Ooh, got I like that i got two tips <laughs> for you now <laughs> are you guys ready you got your popcorn ready <laughs> we're gonna talk okay Who is Nia Nebula? Other than another contestant, uh, she's also going to be competing in there, another feature performer. But to you, who is Nia Nebula?
0: To me, Nia Nebula is my wife, and she's my my ride or die. (laughs) And um, just a wonderful, wonderful person and so happy that we are in each other's lives.
2: Very nice. And and so, but she... I know the two of you are separate a lot because she's I've been trying to get a hold of her for like four weeks. <laughs> and she's just, you know, I think I get to interview her later on today. So that's what you, you. To
0: Canada. That's where she Yeah. Goes. So um you guys don't get to
2: spend much time together.
0: <laughs> no, I think that's definitely a quality over quantity argument right there. Um I I love my life and my flow as it is and generally having my place to myself um when she does get to be in town it's fun to have that time together and really be choosy about how we spend it a lot of times we want to go do take a lesson or do training or something that's active we're both very active obviously and always looking to push our performer skills so um we do that together we both I will say I did not used to be a love going out to eat person, but I think she's converted me. Mm. So (laughs) plenty of common ground to enjoy.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Very nice. And, and, but the cool part is, is at this particular competition, the EDI that's coming up in, in May in Huntsville, she is also in the competition, but you don't have to worry about going against her because she is in the, um, she is in these you're in the starlet division She is in the showgirl division because she's been doing this um, uh, a little bit longer. Last year
0: we were in the same division. Um, She got first runner up and um, has competed uh, in a couple of different things since then as well. So um, they gave her the option and I think she decided to go ahead and level up. Level
2: up. And that's probably better for you because I mean, you really don't want to compete against her. I mean, you know, uh, how,
0: not really, no, Yeah, (laughs) not really.
2: (laughs) Cause you want to win this thing, but you don't want to kick your wife's ass.
0: (laughs) Well, it's also one of those things where I find that I really enjoy being part of her shows. So with this past year's Miss nude world, um, She had two shows that she was working really hard on, just like making amazing for that event. And it was really fun to be part of kind of, you know, her team of folks that was helping out in rehearsals and kind of like being a sounding board for ideas and blocking things out and kind of finishing touches and stuff like that and just general assistance. I mean, there's um, I want I feel like that Marie Antoinette costume had like 16 pieces. So just on the getting dressed. (laughs) item it's really helpful to have an extra set of hands around Ah. and it's nice when we get to collaborate versus yeah divide all the resources and have to have to go head to head so yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) good point there and
2: like i say i get to uh to talk to her um actually i'm going to talk to her right after i talk to you but they'll air a couple of days apart um so i'll be curious to get her side of of everything oh yeah she she won't even know your answers (laughs) We could do like the the dating game or the what is it uh, right. newlywed game? Yeah, we could do something like that with you guys. That's that's a whole nother thing we got going on. Oh
0: my gosh, blast from the past!
2: Yes. Okay. Well, finally, Lynn. If people want to follow you, they want to learn about you. They want to message you. Whatever. And, and no dick pics, by the way. But if they want to <laughs> message you, how, where, what, give me your socials.
0: I mainly just use Instagram. So it's the real Farley Lynn on Instagram. And that's where you can find my tour schedule and shiny photos of me wearing not very many clothes and um, information about what I'm doing and how to book me.
2: Okay. Well, good luck to you at the EDIs in Huntsville. Yeah. Okay. All of the what's hot in the strip clubs podcasts, including the panthe, uh, top 20 bubbling under off the charts, flashback Friday, classic rock remixes and behind the curtain can be found at whatshotitsc.com. Farley Lynn, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to What's Hot in the Strip Clubs with Danny
1: Myers and Alon Fong. Presented by Panda and Strip Joints Music. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.